Hey folks, this is Tyler Not Gregson from Chasers of the Light, and you are listening to the Signal Fire Podcast, the show that dives into life, the universe, poetry, and just about everything else. As always, there's a lot more info on tylernot.com, and we would love to see you there. Now, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another friendly edition of The Signal Fire, the Sunday edition. I am your host, Tyler Not Gregson, and today we are diving into dogs. That sounds gross. We're not diving into dogs. It's not like there's a swimming pool somewhere filled with dogs of all shapes and sizes, and we're going to be Olympic high diving into them. That would be disgusting. And if you even thought that in your brain, you are disgusting and you should be ashamed of yourself and seek out somebody to talk to because I don't even know where to go with that. That is the makings of a serial killer, even if it's of just of dogs and you're doing half gainers and triple sow cows into the pool. Be ashamed. Anyways, we're talking about dogs today. And as you know, I have a dog. And he is the coolest. Um, speaking of said dog, you probably will hear him at some point. I am home alone with him right now to do these little recordings. I need some quiet. And I have every suspicion that you will hear him running down the stairs trying to find me as I record under the stairs in a Harry Potter-esque little cabinet cupboard. And I have a feeling we're going to hear his little feet on the stairs. And then we're probably going to hear him try to open the door. He has a little bit of codependency issues, as he's a pandemic dog. But nevertheless, we're talking about dogs today, and this was an emotional one for me. It was an emotional one for me to write. Um, Yeah, I have had, if you count Gilly, which why wouldn't you count Gilly? He is my sixth dog in my life, and it has spanned almost the entire span of my life I think there was only a very very brief period of about a year since I was four where I did not have an animal where I didn't have a dog and so yeah I wanted to talk about that and I I think it's such a fascinating thing that humans keep pets and I've been thinking a lot about it lately just because I have watched Gilly grow into such a unique and hilarious and frustrating sometimes personality that I thought dogs deserve their own space here because I'm guessing that there are a great deal of us who acquired pandemic puppies or pandemic pets. And so in truth, this isn't just about dogs. It's about our four-legged friends. Or if you keep chickens, then two. Whatever you keep, it's about our friends that we keep that are not humans. And I wanted to talk about them and give them a share of the spotlight because you know what? They deserve a share of the spotlight. And I've had, like I said, this is my sixth dog in my life and they are wonderful and they have shaped me in ways I never saw coming. And so I wanted to talk about them. Um, So let's get into it. And uh, first of all, the photo I'm, I'm particularly proud of today. I made a little collage, and I'm not much for collages, but I made one, and I even labeled it, so you can see all six of those dogs, and even a baby me, and it's awesome. So if you're not yet on tylernot.com, I urge you to just go check it out. 
because you get the visual as well as the audio. And isn't that better? It is better. <sighs> this is an emotional one. So if I get emotional, <clears throat> or if my voice quivers and then cracks, please afford me a little bit of grace. Today, March 6th, 2022, it is our four-legged friends. Let's get into it, but not dive into it because that's disgusting. How dare you go back there? Here we go. <clears throat> Full disclosure, I won't get through the writing of this or possibly the reading of it when I record it for the Signal Fire podcast, which I'm doing right now. Oh, sorry, bumped the microphone. Without crying, you may hear it in tone or in voice. You may feel it, and that's entirely, perfectly, wonderfully okay. When the idea for this essay entered my weird and winding brain, I realized quickly that I'd have to keep it short, as if I didn't do just that, it would be an essay that took me a week to write, and just as long for you to read. There's too much to be said, far too much to be written, and nothing I even attempt will do it justice. This essay, my friends, is about our four-legged friends. And while I will focus my energy on dogs, as dogs are what I've known since I was but a wee child, for you it might be cats, it might be horses, it might be alpacas or turtles, it might be bearded dragons hamsters, ferrets, or even legless fishes that swim in little bowls or big aquariums on big walls. Whatever your persuasion, it's about the pets that we bring into our lives, never fully understanding how much they'll change them when we do. To the pets, my friends, raise a glass, a cup, a toast. Here goes. I, me, Tyler, not Gregson, have had dogs longer than I haven't, by a margin of 37 years with to four years without. Even in the four without a dog of my or our own, I was around dogs, always. I knew and loved mostly golden retrievers over the course of my 41 years, almost 41. It started with Miss Magoo, then to Clancy, then Gertie joined the ranks, a miniature toy poodle and the first non-golden to join the crew, then on to Cobbs, to Calvin, and now the one, the only, Gilly Goonie, who is three-quarter golden retriever and one-quarter poodle when broken down. A bit of Gertie, perhaps, returning. Hobbs was the very first dog that I, and I alone, owned. And in more ways than I can express, she saved my life as she changed it. To say this is not hyperbole. It is not a gross exaggeration for dramatic effect. She saved my life as she came at a time I was lonelier than I'd ever been, that I was dealing with illness that couldn't be deciphered, but was altogether debilitating, often isolating me at home and making it next to impossible to even take short errands. <sighs> Hobbs came, and she pulled me from a darkness in a way that I struggled to feel like I deserved. She came, and in the thousands of walks we took together around loops and trails surrounding the house, she woke me up. She set me free. Ah, oh, goodness. <clears throat> Hobbs was a dog with anxieties that were born into her before our paths even crossed. From fireworks to cardboard boxes to sudden sounds to lightning to a panoply of random things that seemed to shift. She was also fierce and protective, loyal beyond measure, and the most gently soothing soul I had ever known. She was wise, she was patient, and she always always knew when I was sick or needing something more. 
Losing her hurt worse than any loss I had ever suffered in my life, and I mean that truly. It hurt worse than losing people I had lost, and this statement is true, and I feel no shame in admitting it. It is a statement that is more testament to the power of a dog's love than it is an admonishment against the failings of humans. Calvin came after only about a year and a half of Hobbes, and their differences were both comical and abundant, just like the comic books. He feared nothing, and it was the constant bumbling goofball to her wise and cautious matriarch. Calvin was the clown, always busy and rarely needing coddling or petting, always up for a good time, and I think pushed Hobbes out of her comfort zone while simultaneously annoying the absolute shit out of her. When Calvin passed, the same sorrow washed over, and it struck me as bizarre and intense and beautiful that experiencing grief in no way ever prepares you for its return. We cannot, <clears throat> excuse me. We cannot immunize. Oh, I can't speak. I'm a, a bumbling mess right now, kids. Apologies. We cannot immunize ourselves from sorrow of this kind. We simply cannot lidocaine our hearts against the ache. It's impossible, and I learned it then. I remember distinctly when he left and began again, thinking I would not, could not, should not ever get another dog. I stuck with that for quite some time, and then, out of absolutely nowhere, a pandemic came, and with it, two years of stillness. We, like many, got another damn dog. (laughs) Gilly, you all know and probably love by now, was the logical progression of being really bored at home, really desperate for a therapy pup, and really missing being a dog owner after 35 years of it. Gilly is a combination of Calvin's best attributes, all of Hobbes' warmth and cuddling and caring, without any of her anxieties. All the silliness of Gertie, the kindness of Clancy, the energy of Magoo. He is brilliant, to put it succinctly, and we love him more than we ever thought we could again. Dogs, simply put, are the best of us. More, they are better than us in every possible way. A reminder, I'm not speaking of cats right now, or horses, or turtles, lizards, snakes, or hamsters, because I don't love them, too. Not because of that, but because I've never had one in my life, and so I cannot speak to them. I also believe dogs are the best and the embodiment of perfect little Buddhas on this planet, and better than all the other pets. And yeah, I'm standing by that. Dogs are loyal without those that are loyal to needing... Excuse me. Dogs are loyal without those they are loyal to needing to earn it at all. Dogs are, and I believe this, inherently gentle. And the only bad dogs, air quotes, are the products of bad owners. Those who train for cruelty or push the correct combination of buttons to elicit negative behavioral responses. Dogs are more than we deserve. This is a truth inarguable. They are the constant reminder of a simplicity and purpose, in joy, and the mindfulness of truly living in each moment. They are therapy, and comedy, and a pull towards thinking outside of ourselves. Their reliance on our care is a sneaky lesson in responsibility and selflessness. They are a pull off the couch to walk their excited legs, a breath-stealing haul of 40-pound bags of their food up three flights of stairs, because they need us to live, and we need them to thrive. This signal fire this Sunday edition, 
is nothing more than a love letter to our four-legged friends. It's a moment out of the hustle and the bustle of a busy life to say thank you, to acknowledge how insanely lucky we are to live on a planet with creatures like these. These domesticated wolves, these fierce and funny souls that for some reason want nothing more than to be loved by us, to be as close as possible to a species that consistently struggles to care about anything as much as it cares about its own survival. Dogs are the best of us, and this is my ode to Magoo, to Clancy, to Gertie, to Hobbs, to Calvin, and to Gilly, who is wrapped around my feet as I write this. Thank you, the lot of you, for the love you've given me. Thank you for teaching me how to be better, to be more than I was, to be just a little bit more like you. This is to you, and I'll read this aloud to your tilting head, telling myself that maybe, just maybe, you understand. <sighs> the Haiku To those that love us, above all that we deserve, our four-legged friends. And I, like I said, I really do urge you to go to tylernot.com because of the photo of today's haiku. It's one of the most adorable I've ever taken. So please, hustle your buns over there and check it out. Um, anyways, that's it for today. Just a short little ode to, the, to our four-legged friends because, my goodness, do I love them. Uh, we are lucky and we are blessed to have them on this planet with us. Um, yeah, sound off. I want to know about your pets. So if you are a member of our little um, Chasers of the Light Signal Fire community, please leave a comment. Tell me about your pets. I want to know them. All right, go pet your animals, whatever they are. And even if it's a fish, give them a snuggle carefully and underwater, preferably. I love you all, and I will see you next week. This beautiful signal fire intro and outro music was graciously provided by my best buddy, Gregory Allen Isakov. If you're not yet listening, you're missing out. Head to GregoryAllenIsakov.com for more. Thanks, buddy. I love you.